Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for gathering together with me. The Word Podcast here. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew, and we're in the ninth chapter of Matthew. And we're going to look at this account today and do what we've done previously right here because it's just so, so beneficial to do this. We're going to look to see what Mark had to say about it. We're going to look to see what Luke had to say about it. As a matter of fact, Mark and Luke really flesh out a couple of points that you're not quite sure about in Matthew. So we'll see this over the next three episodes, okay? So this is Matthew uh, chapter 9, verse 9. Let me see here. As Jesus went on from there, went on from where? Well, just the previous account that we had just seen, you know, where they, he had healed the paralytic. He saw a man called Matthew sitting in the tax collector's booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he got up, and he followed him. Okay. So uh, what gospel are we reading right now? Yes, we're reading the gospel of Matthew. And here Matthew is talking about a man named Matthew. Yeah, it's himself. He's talking about himself. And so I think that's one reason <coughs> that he's a, he doesn't give quite as much detail over a couple of things, okay, as we see in Mark and Luke, because you don't uh, brag about yourself. And I'll show you how this is in just a moment. But what did Jesus do? Jesus comes up to him. He's, he's going along. He's traveling along, and he sees him. And uh, he passes by and he looks at him, and Matthew is sitting in the tax collector's booth, which means he is a tax collector, a highly, highly despised trade uh, at this time and at that time too. And so Jesus looks at him and says, follow me. And, you know, I've mentioned this before, but for years and years, particularly when I was growing up and everything, when I would read these passages, I just thought these were cold calls, okay? I just thought Jesus was just walking through and nobody had ever heard him before. Matthew looks up, never seen this guy before, and Jesus says, come and follow me. When you see uh, the accounts, when you see the background of everything, no, 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 not at all. Matthew would have known about Jesus and would have heard about Jesus. <laughs> More than likely, Matthew's mindset was he would have nothing to do with me because I'm a Jew in cahoots with the Romans taking money from the people of the Lord. So when Jesus looks at him and says, follow me, <clears throat> I mean, he, Matthew was dumbfounded. What did he do? He got up and he followed him. I mean, he got up and left his tax collector's booth right there. Verse 10. Then it happened that as Jesus was reclining at the table in the house, Behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were dining with Jesus and his disciples. So we see that Jesus is somewhere at some house. Well, we're not sure who it is until you read the other Gospels. So let me just touch on this without getting too far ahead of ourselves. But I do want you to see what's happening. Because in Mark, we see that he was reclining at uh, the table at his house. Well, whose house? It would be Matthew. It's the same thing. Jesus says, follow me. Matthew gets up and follows him. And it happened as Jesus was reclining at his house. So he's at Matthew's house. Well, what are you sure of that? Well, maybe not from Mark, but boy, you are from Luke. Because in Luke, 
It says, and Levi, Levi and Matthew are the same guy. Okay, Luke calls him Levi. Levi gave a big reception for Jesus in his house. Oh, <clears throat> so Matthew is given a large reception. Why do you give a reception for somebody? To introduce him to everybody else, to make him known, to have an opportunity to gather where people can break bread together, where they can drink together, where they can talk, where they can listen, where they can get to know one another. Matthew wasn't bragging about himself in that in his gospel, but Luke would brag about Matthew about that. It's really sort of a picture of how we're supposed to be with each other, is it not? So back to Matthew, verse 10. Then it happened that as Jesus was reclining at the table in the house, Matthew's house, big reception, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were dining with Jesus and his disciples. So Jesus is there with his disciples. Now, don't think the disciples were totally comfortable in the midst of this either, and you'll see more about that evidence as we go through the Gospels, okay? But Jesus is there, his disciples are there, and many tax collectors and many sinners were there. Not just a couple, not just a few, but a lot. And those sinners <coughs> are described as irreligious Jews. They're Jewish people, but they're not religious. They've had enough of that, okay? Well, who is always around Jesus? We've already seen it many times before. Yeah, yeah, you've got the Pharisees and the scribes. Verse 11, when the Pharisees saw this, saw what? That the many tax collectors and the many sinners had come together at this gigantic reception for Jesus, and Jesus and his disciples were sitting there eating with them, not just talking, not just teaching, not just hanging out, breaking bread with them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to, to Jesus' disciples, why is your teacher eating with the tax collectors and sinners? Now, why would the Pharisees ask the disciples that? Why didn't they just ask Jesus that? <laughs> well, they'd already had a couple encounters with Jesus, and it didn't turn out well for them. Any. So now they're doing just what Satan always does, just what wild animals do. When a wild animal... Uh, is going after, oh, I don't even know what, when a group of lions, let's say, is going after a, a particular animal, they go after the younger ones or they go after the older ones of the flock. They go after the weaker ones. So here the Pharisees, they're going to go to the disciples and ask these questions, okay? Satan did the same thing in the Garden of Eden when he asked Eve, did God really say that mindset? But listen to this, verse 12. But when Jesus heard this, when he heard this question that was asked, when he knew this question was asked, he said, it is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire compassion and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Boy, Jesus put them in their place. He says, you know what? It's not the healthy ones who need a physician. It's those that are sick. And he says, but you need to go learn something. And he quotes two scripture passages from the Old Testament, which these guys would have known backwards and forwards, right? And he says, I desire compassion. Uh, we think that probably comes out of Hosea 6.6, 6, which says, for I delight in loyalty rather than in sacrifice and in the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. 
He's telling them, hey, you need to learn how to put into practice this stuff that you profess. You're just hanging on to your burnt offerings and everything, but there's a lot more to it. It's not just that you need compassion and not just sacrifice. How do you think they responded to that? <laughs> well, we'll see later on. All this is building up to the point they finally decide, we got to kill this guy. Okay? But Jesus tells him point blank at the end of Matthew, and he does said the same thing at the end of Mark and Luke, as we will see, that I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus came to call the sinners. Well, what about the righteous? Well, the righteous, if you're righteous, they would follow him because they would acknowledge him as being the Son of God. But Jesus is saying, I have come to call the sinners. And guess where he's going to be? He's going to be with the sinners. You know, we need to examine ourselves. We need to examine our lives. We need to examine everything we do in the name of the Lord and in his kingdom. Because too often we do not come to call the sinners. We're trying to get the sinners to come and hang out with us in our little buildings and our little programs and our little processes and procedures. We try to get them to do that rather than going out and sitting down and having a meal with them. There's some things for us to learn right here. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I will see you in the next episode.